You're listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go, a podcast that'll change how you think and change your life. I'm Willie Horton and I'm a psychologist. I've been helping people change their lives since 1996. Broadcasting from the French Alps and delighted to have you along. Let's take this week's step in the right direction. How are you feeling? How are you feeling right now? How do you feel about yourself right now? What kind of mood are you in? You see, we're all in a mood all of the time. We're all in a state. We're all always in a state of mind. If we don't manage our state of mind very consciously and deliberately, we're inevitably always going to be in the wrong state of mind because if we don't take those deliberate steps and make each deliberate choice moment to moment to turn up to the here and now, then we are going to leave our mind to the whim of the automatic pilot that runs the normal mind every waking moment of every day. And the automatic pilot, like any automatic pilot using programs to ensure that it runs properly, will use programs that you learned many, many years ago, decades ago, to enable you simply make it through the day. The point I'm making is that we need to take responsibility for our own state of mind. You're the only one who can take control of your state of mind. You are the only person who can ensure that other people's misbehavior, because normal people misbehave all the time. You're the only person that can ensure that other people's misbehavior doesn't influence your state of mind. I was talking to a group of people yesterday morning, and we were talking about how we can set our minds to achieve what we want to achieve. And one of the girls on the call said she'd set her mind in relation to a couple of business goals, a couple of personal goals, for example, in relation to fitness. But she couldn't set her mind to something that she has no control over. In other words, as she said to everybody on the call, I can't set my mind to find romance and get a husband because I don't control it. In exactly the same way, a number of years ago on a Zoom call with my program owners, people who are going through the online program, The Psychology of Success. One of the guys on the call said, I would love to get a couple of key people with whom I am connected to become clients of mine, but I can't control that. The question he actually asked was, how can you set your mind to achieve certain business objectives because you cannot control other people to become your clients? You can't brainwash people into becoming your clients. A very apt question, and it fits very neatly with the comment that I made a moment ago in relation to my friend yesterday who thinks she can't set her mind to find romance and, quote unquote, get a husband. As I said to both of them, of course, we can't control other people. There are tricks of the trade, I suppose, that a, a lot of neuro-linguistic programming professionals, and I use the word professionals in inverted commas here, 
uh, tell you you can use to control other people. But that's manipulation. And manipulation is me imposing my will on somebody else. It's something that used to happen, or at least leaders, old-fashioned leaders in business used to attempt to make it happen. But it's the wrong thing to do. Very obviously, I shouldn't need to even state that. It's bad. But to come back to the point I'm making, obviously, you can't control other people, nor should we wish to control other people. Some control freaks, self-confessed control freaks with whom I've worked over the years have realized very early on that it's very bad to try to control outside events and other people by virtue of the fact that in this world of ours, we ultimately control absolutely nothing at all. As I've said to a number of people over the last couple of years, imagine sitting in the boardroom of Qantas or Air France last November 12 months, around October, November 2019, where they were planning their business growth for 2020. And then what happened in 2020, unprecedented in the airline industry. We never know what's going to happen next. And we don't control anything in our lives except one thing, which I'll come back to in a moment. In answer to my friend who would like to find love and my friend who wanted to gain the kind of quality clients that would take his business into a new phase of development, my answer was very simple. We can't control other people, but when we control our own state of mind, which is the one thing that I mentioned a moment ago over which we have absolute control, when we control our own state of mind, we greatly influence everybody else. The interesting thing is that, as I said to the lady yesterday morning, I know a number of people who have set their minds to find love and find their ideal partner. And so it has come to pass because in setting their minds and then turning up to the here and now, they actually become present in a way that makes and leaves an impression with those around them. In other words, they begin to become an influence to those around them. You see, normal people operating on autopilot influence nobody. They can't even influence themselves enough to bother to turn up to their own lives in the here and now. But when you do turn up to the here and now, and you know why you've turned up to the here and now, and I'll explain what I mean by that in a moment, then you greatly influence the situation in which you find yourself. As many of my clients tell me, in turning up to the here and now, they begin to cultivate the environment in which they find themselves, which creates the opportunities that enable them move in the direction they want their businesses to go, but more importantly, I suppose, want their lives to go. As I said a moment ago, we control nothing in our lives but one thing, and it is the all-important thing, your own state of mind. As I said at the top of this episode, we're all in a state all of the time. If you wake up in the morning to the alarm clock, you're already in the wrong state of mind because your subconscious mind wasn't ready to wake up. When you wake up without an alarm clock, you have woken up at just the opportune moment. What might be described, I suppose, as the perfect moment. I'm always talking about perfect moments and indeed winning the business of a new client for my friend who wanted to grow his business 
was indeed a perfect moment. What he actually did was he hand wrote how he would feel having come out of meetings with potential new clients, how he would feel about having nailed it, having got it just right, having hit the sweet spot. And whether or not he actually got the client or not was beside the point. The point was that he had put his best foot forward and in setting his mind in that way was always putting his best foot forward. And as a result of putting his best foot forward by being present in the moment and influencing those around him, he started winning all kinds of new contracts, all kinds of new clients that his thinking mind, his ordinary mind, could not have imagined. His business planning mind could not have imagined because the business planning mind will say, oh, we have X amount of business now. We need to grow it organically and we need to have X plus 10% business next year. That's not how it's successful. Businesses are successful, super successful businesses I'm talking about, not successful businesses in comparison to the mediocrity of business in general. But I digress ever so slightly because I'm getting away from the more important business the business of life, the business of you turning up to your own life in the present moment in the right state of mind. We are always in a state. Psychology would call it an emotional state, but I don't want to get mixed up in the way in which psychology defines emotions as compared to how we think in our ordinary everyday lives of being emotional. Actually, I do. And we need to digress into that for just a minute. Because there are really only two primal emotions that human being experiences. Things that are literally guttural, that are an immediate instinctive response to what is going on. And they're at both ends of the spectrum, both extremes. One is love, people falling in love, you just can't help it. And the other is primal fear. I've deliberately preceded the word fear by primal because I'm talking about being absolutely scared stiff when you realize that a bear has confronted you from the bushes that's how we were wired to be afraid to be motivated to run away and to live to fight another day that's why the part of the brain that does all these good things is called in psychology the fear motivation and reward pathway of the brain in the modern age, you might be standing in the road and realize that a truck, a large vehicle has lost control and it's coming straight for you. The same primal fear and the same primal urges get us out of that situation. But an awful lot of people say to me that they can't do something that they know they need to do to move their lives forward because they're afraid. And, and you know, there are books such as Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, a bestseller. That kind of fear isn't real. There's no such thing as that kind of fear. That kind of fear comes from the state of mind in which you find yourself that enables you, enable is the wrong word, choose thoughts that give rise to what you think is fear, a psychologically emotional state of fear that's different from a primal emotion. So if I did wake up in the morning to the alarm clock and I'm already in a bad place mentally from, a, from the perspective of my state of mind, then uh, it's all downhill from there during the course of the day, isn't it? When I meet other people who are woken by the alarm clock and they're all in the wrong state of mind as well. And we all go happily to hell in a wheelbarrow together. 
that's the way normal people jolly themselves through the day. Sure, we're fine. Or as the Irish would say, ah, oh, we're grand. And sure, if we're all grand together, isn't that grand? It is if you are not really interested or bothered to live your life. But you can live your life to the full in the here and now by taking charge of your state of mind, by making that one all-important choice that I, you, and I need to make now. Am I present or am I operating on autopilot? That's why I asked you at the start of this episode, how are you feeling? How do you feel about yourself? What emotional state do you find yourself in in the here and now? You see, the problem with all thought-fueled emotions, and let's remember that I'm leaving out the pure love and the primal fear. All other emotions are not instinctive. All other emotions are the result of a daisy chain of self-destructive thought. So say you are in a frustrated state of mind. You got up this morning, things aren't going your way because you didn't bother to set your state of mind. And the day is going downhill gradually and you're going further and further into the ordinary rush of ordinary everyday life. Say you're getting frustrated during the course of the day. So you're, you're now in a frustrated state of mind. Stick with me on this one. The state of mind in which you find yourself frustrated will enable you choose the thoughts from your bank of 70,000 thoughts that you give your attention to in this frustrated state of mind. So if I'm frustrated, I'm going to choose more thoughts that further frustrate me. You, you must remember, for starters, even if I wasn't frustrated, the subconscious mind in paying attention automatically to the 70,000 thoughts that whiz through our head every day will always plump for the negative thought over the positive thought. And that's, that's, that's just the baseline of how the automatic pilot works. But say I've got myself into a, a, a knot and I'm frustrated and I'm now in that emotional state of mind. That emotional state of mind is going to, as I said a moment ago, enable me to choose my next thought. It's going to be a negative thought. The negative thought that I choose as a result of my emotional state of mind will set my emotional state of mind, which will enable me to choose my next thought, which will set my emotional state of mind. It's like going down the drain in the bath, like flushing your life down the toilet. All because you didn't take charge of your own state of mind. So the question is, in what state of mind should you find yourself? What state of mind should you cultivate in that piece of all-important piece of equipment between your two ears? I regularly get emails or comments from people about ensuring that they stay positive or that they have a positive attitude or, you know, you, you've read stuff, no doubt, about positive mental attitude and the importance of all that apparently good stuff. That's just another thought-created state of mind. I'm going to think myself or talk myself into a positive mental attitude. You know, some people have asked me, do positive affirmations work? One guy said to me recently, he said, I spent 10 years looking in the mirror every morning 
talking myself up and not one bit of that mud that I threw ever stuck. And then I discovered meditation. Then I discovered that the only state of mind worth being in, the only state of mind in which we can live our lives to the full is a present state of mind. What good is a positive state of mind if all hell has broken loose around you? In situations like that, a positive state of mind is akin to being delusional. Read some of the stuff that has been written in relation to the positive state of mind exhibited by bankers in the early part of this century that ultimately led to the 2008 financial crash. Positive thinking is just another form of thinking. And we know now from all our previous conversations that thinking is a bad thing. I'm not talking, by the way, about using your thinking mind to do things that you're paid for. For example, uh, a lawyer is paid to think about how he can best represent his client and then obviously go and do it. The interesting thing is, though, that the better lawyers or barristers, when they stand up in court, are just present, knowing what they want out of the situation. They're not thinking about it anymore. But in any event, that's not the thinking I'm talking about. The thinking I'm talking about is the way in which our subconscious minds pay daily attention to the rubbish in your own head. It's rubbish because it has nothing to do with the here and now. Again, we've discussed that before. This rubbish, 70,000 bits of rubbish, according to the Neural Lab at UCLA, peppers our subconscious mind every day in a manner which ensures that we make it through the day. You must remember that that is what you are fundamentally wired for, survival. You want more out of life. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me. You get more out of life by turning up to life. It is as simple as that. Yeah, there's all kinds of research done on this. Yes, the shelves of bookshops are filled with self-help, popular psychology and personal development books that complicate the simple. You get the best out of your life when you turn up body and soul to the here and now, because it is only in the here and now that you can live your life. It is only in the here and now that you can be your best version of you. It is only in the here and now that actually you can turn up as the real you. The real you is the one that is free from all the thoughts that hold you back. That's the key message today. The real you is the one that turns up to the here and now, free of all the thoughts that hold you back. So the only state of mind worth being in is a present state of mind, giving all of your attention to the reality of the here and now. When you come to your senses, when you see, feel, hear, smell, and taste what is going on, and you actually see it, and you hear what other people are saying rather than allowing your automatic pilot reinterpret it so that you end up hearing what you thought they said. When you actually experience what's really going on, you can move through life effortlessly, doing just the right things in the right way at the right time, being able to influence every situation in which you find yourself because you've taken control of the one thing over which 
you and only you can exert absolute control, your own state of mind. Once you grab hold of the levers of power in your own mind, you are in the driving seat. Once you have ensured that you have turned up to the here and now, you can be as agile as an Olympic gold medalist. Indeed, just as I mentioned, high-performing sports people. Have you ever noticed how high-performing sports people have a composure about them, seem to have more time to do what they need to do than all the other also-rans? The fact of the matter is that high-performing people in life have more time to do the things that they need to do moment to moment, therefore can do what they need to do moment to moment more gracefully, with less effort, or perhaps with no effort at all, simply because they've turned up to the here and now, which enables them perceive time differently. So we've known that time is relative for the last nearly 100 years since Einstein's writings on relativity. Your version of time is your version of time. If you are thinking your way through the day, if you're totally removed from the here and now because your mind is on autopilot, the day will drag. If you're in flow, you're present, just doing what you need to do to get to where you want to go, the day will fly because time is relative. And people who are in the right state of mind have all the time in the world to do just what they need to do and forget the rest. So you have a responsibility to yourself, first and foremost. The responsibility that you need to grasp is the responsibility that you take for your own state of mind, because you are the most important person in your life. If you don't take responsibility for your own state of mind, you are a loose cannon and a danger to those around you. And in particular, a danger to those that you claim to love. And it can only be a claim rather than a reality if you haven't taken charge of your own state of mind and if you haven't become completely present in the moment with and for those you love. So the primary responsibility you have today is to ensure that you look after yourself. You look after your own state of mind. When you wake up in the morning, regardless of whether an alarm woke you up or not, you ensure that you spend a couple of minutes taking charge of, as I said a minute ago, the levers of power between your own two ears, taking charge of your own state of mind by ensuring that you meditate for a few minutes and come into the present moment. I got an email yesterday from somebody in Toronto who I don't know. He's not a client. He's not an owner of the online program. But he has been listening to these podcasts and he started meditating regularly. And he said to me, on the days that I don't meditate, I realize how much I need to meditate. Now, obviously, he's getting to the point of rectifying the fact that on the odd occasion, he doesn't meditate in the morning. We need to set our minds every morning, every single morning. Once we set our minds, in other words, once we 
spend a few minutes experiencing just the wonder of the present moment. We've set our day off on a totally different trajectory to the automatic way in which our day would unfold. Were we to stay on automatic pilot? The difference is stark. Starting your day properly will enable you move through the day and do what you need to do in the furtherance of you achieving all the wonderful things that you want to experience in your life. Not taking charge of your own state of mind will ensure that you hop on the treadmill or the hamster wheel that you've been on all your adult life and exist for another day. The difference is as stark as the difference between day and night. Which would you prefer? Would you prefer to have a wonderful day today? Regardless of what happens, by the way. I mean, it, I'm not saying there won't be challenges today, but if there are challenges, or when there are challenges, I should say, because there are challenges every day, you'll be able to meet them head on and do the right thing to move forward. Which would you prefer? A day full of, as a client said to me yesterday, a day full of joy, or another day where I am immune to what's going on in some kind of, as we said a few weeks ago, trance state, barely existing and wondering why I had another day like every other day. The choice is yours. When you make the right choice, when you take control of your own state of mind, you greatly influence everything that happens around you. You greatly influence everybody around you and you effortlessly, and that's a scientific fact, move forward through the day, achieving, experiencing, experiencing the joy of living life and living life to the full. It's your life. Would you ever turn up to it? You've been listening to To Succeed, Just Let Go. To get involved, join me in my Facebook group, strangely enough called To Succeed, Just Let Go. And for more information, visit www.willie-hoyle.com.